So affiliates don't have a following. They are not famous as, uh, you know, influencers, they always have a following and they use those followers to get traffic. Affiliates, they just buy different banners and slots and create videos to get customers to uh, any given product. Eric Schwartzman, author of The Digital Pivot, and this is the Earned Media Podcast. Our guest today is Anna Gutta. She is CEO and head of MaxWeb, one of the fastest growing affiliate networks. And this is our Affiliate Marketing Roadmap for Brands podcast. Now, without any previous experience or connections in the affiliate industry, Anna took MaxWeb to a seven-figure business from scratch and became one of the best-known names in the affiliate marketing industry. Now, MaxWeb has nearly 300,000 visitors a month, according to SimilarWeb, and a bounce rate of 35%, uh, and they average nearly nine pages per visit. Uh, 20% of their traffic comes from Brazil. Another 12% of their traffic is from the United States. 10% comes from Turkey. 9% comes from Pakistan. 8% from India. And it breaks down smaller from there. Now, their users are 60% male, 40% female. And about 75% are between the ages of 18 and 44. Um, interestingly enough, similar web uh, um, predicts that their traffic is 79% direct, 10% organic search, 4% from email, 3.5% from social media, and about 3% from display advertising. And a little over 1% comes from referral. Now, um, as far as which social networks drive the most traffic, 76% comes from YouTube, 9% comes from Facebook, 4.5% from Instagram, uh, just under 3% from WhatsApp, and about 3.5% from TikTok, which is interesting because everyone's talking about how TikTok is, you know, taking uh, uh, um, uh, YouTube head on, but apparently not for MaxWeb. Uh, the remaining 3% is split among smaller networks. This is our Affiliate Marketing Roadmap for Brands episode. Stay with us. Our guest today is Anna Gutta. She is the CEO and head of MaxWeb, uh, and I'm delighted to have you with me on this show. I heard her at the, I heard she gave a keynote in Berlin at the Affiliate uh, Meat Market Summit, which was a fantastic event, and I was thrilled to hear her speak, and I said, I've got to get her on the podcast. Anna, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Eric. Hi to everyone listening in. I had such an honor to be here. Now, what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about uh, affiliate marketing as it applies to the brand, not so much the affiliate marketer. Uh, so let's start sort of at square one, because a lot of our listeners uh, may be doing organic, they may be doing some paid, they may be doing some social, but affiliate may be new for them. So just kind of tell us what is the difference between affiliate and referral marketing? Let's start there. Absolutely. I would be honored to, uh, especially you did such a good job with the introduction. Uh, I am new to the market, even though MaxUp has grown so much the last few years. Uh, I always consider myself as being new to this because we're still learning uh, every single day, right? We uh, we always learn about traffic sources. So 
when I uh, when I started in the industry, um, I heard a lot about affiliate marketing, and I have a marketing background, not just a business one. And I was uh, I was very uh, surprised to hear that all the big brands in the world use affiliate marketing. So referral marketing is when. Uh, you get referrals from people you might know in the industry, maybe other product owners that decide to refer customers to you, right? Um, affiliate marketing is when you use a third party, an affiliate, to drive uh, traffic. And when I say traffic, I always refer to customers to your website or your offer. So affiliate marketing can be um we can break it down in uh, dozens of, of different traffic sources. But to make things easy for you, affiliate marketing can be someone doing social media, right? We have affiliates that do Facebook or YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram. Then you have affiliates that do um, other types of paid search like GDN, uh, Native, Outbrain, Ref Content, Bula. Uh, you have affiliates that do email marketing. You have affiliates that do... Uh, uh, organic, organic, uh, you know, search. So basically affiliates would be a third party person that sends customers to you and you pay them a fixed amount for every single customers that you get. Right. So that's where MaxUp comes in. We are basically a platform where affiliates can come and find products. Uh, we create offers, but we also bring in offers for affiliates to promote. Right. And it's a bit it's a bit different because with referrals, you many times, you know, the referral. Right. With affiliate marketing, many times you don't know the affiliates that work uh, uh, on your product. You just have to trust a brand like MaxUp to make sure that they bring the best affiliates for you. So now. When I think about influencer marketing, I guess that's another way of describing an affiliate marketer who focuses on social media. Is that correct? Uh, yes and no. So sometimes we can uh, we can catalog uh, influencers as affiliates, but not really. Influencers usually use their own persona. Uh, they use their own social media following to drive traffic. An affiliate is a public person. It's not someone that has followers. They just buy the ads. Let's say on YouTube, an influencer would be someone that has 50,000 followers. They do, they do YouTube videos every day, and then they place your product uh, when they do a live, right? Affiliate marketers, they just buy uh, slots and create short videos on YouTube in order to promote your product. So affiliates don't have a following. They are not famous as, uh, you know, influencers, they always have a following and they use those followers to get traffic. Affiliates, they just buy different banners and slots and create videos to get customers to uh, any given product. Are most uh, influencers also affiliates? I mean, is that how they make money? I, I don't think so. So influencers make money based on their own brand, right? Uh, we've I realized over the years that not a lot of people know about affiliate marketing. It's kind of the hidden secret of our uh, of our digital marketing community, right? Um, most of in, the influencers I know, they usually just uh, promote brands when the brands reach out to them. They don't realize that you can go to a platform like MaxWeb, you can pick a product, and if you promote that product, you can, you make money, right? So I'm sure there are many influencers that also do affiliate marketing, but overall, generally, they don't. They just, you know, wait for someone to reach out to them and promote whatever they need to. So if I'm a brand and I want to hire an affiliate marketer, how do I do it? 
there are many ways, but the, the question, if you have a product, the first thing that you should be worrying about is payment processing. So I always, that's my first advice, make sure you have good payment processing, which is hard to do online. So there are many platforms outdoor, uh, out there that do that. Uh, we don't, we solely focus on affiliates. Um, so if you wanna get affiliate marketers to promote your brand, make sure you have really good payment processing, make sure you have good creatives, and then you can try a network like MaxWeb. There are many networks out there for specific products. We focus on health and fitness, beauty, those are our superpowers, right? But there are many networks out there that focus on e-com or digital brands. So easiest, if I were a product owner looker, looking for affiliates, I would go to a network and try to get them to accept my product on their marketplace. How do you figure out which networks specialize in which verticals? Well, that's easy. Just do a bit of research. Um, even normally from their website, every network should tell you their, not just their about story, but what they focus on, right? If you go to uh, Propeller Ads right on their uh, you know, first page, you're going to learn that they do push, right? So they specialize in that type of ads. So with MaxWeb, if you go to our website, you'll see that there's a lot of talk about VSLs, video sales letters. So do a bit of research. There are so many wonderful communities out there. Um, ask the questions. Most affiliates will be happy to tell you what networks focus on, what sources. So yeah, do a bit of research before you decide what's best for your product. Is there a forum or a, a online uh, network that you can recommend for someone who's trying to network with other brands that are looking at the affiliate space and want to sort of understand maybe which affiliate network is going to work for them or what type of offer is going to uh, get the best response? Absolutely. So I think Facebook groups are wonderful because there are huge communities out there. Two of the big Facebook groups that I know my account managers use are uh, Do You Even Affiliate? That's, that's the name of the Facebook group. It's a huge group. Do You Even Affiliate? And uh, the other one is Super Goddamn Affiliates. <laughs> And that's a huge bond. It's uh, I, I want to say millions of affiliates in the super gut them affiliates. And I will be more than happy to send uh, you an email, Eric. And then if you want to add the, the specific names in comments for your podcast, we can do that as well. Oh, that sounds great. Now, how much do affiliate marketers charge? Well, uh, they they don't they don't charge. So how we always do it, especially on on MaxWeb and other networks like CPE networks, we offer a straight amount. Uh, per customer. So before they even promote, they're going to know how much money they make. So an agency, an agency that does Facebook or Instagram, they're going to charge you or even YouTube. There are so many agencies out there. They're going to charge you a specific amount to make, uh, to push your product every month. With affiliate marketing, you as the product owner decide with the network how much money you're going to give affiliates per customer. It's usually around $100. Um, if the cost per consumer is $69, which is really common for supplements, an affiliate is going to make $100 for every customers that they refer. And you're thinking, well, how can an affiliate make more than how much one product costs? Well, that's because us as the network and the product owners, we need to make sure that the upsells are very good, that we get the customers through our video sales letter to buy more than one product, right? So we are hoping every time a customer buys, they're going to get a bundle of three products or six. 
But regardless, even if some customers just get one product, the affiliate still makes $100 per customer. So when they come to a network like MagSwap, they have a marketplace and each product, you can see the exact CPA that you're going to make. So if you promote a skin offer, you know, every time you're going to send a customer for that skin offer, you're going to make $90 per customer. So you think about like uh, Spotify and what that did to the music business. You know, Spotify is doing well, but the the artists not so much. And you mm -hmm. see in a lot of network environments, you know, it's it's crumbs for the individual, but for the network provider, they do pretty well. Um, is there any audited research out there for affiliate uh, marketers brands to look at in terms of what kind of gross revenue affiliates are generating? I'm sure they are. Uh, I, I know most affiliates try to keep things very private. So especially in our space, uh, people are very private about how much money they make. It's not, uh, it's not good for everyone to know how much traffic you drive, right? It's a very private community, if that makes sense. Uh, in other communities, like that's, that's the big difference between influencers and affiliate marketers. Influencers are going to be very excited to tell you when they, when they send, you know, millions of customers to a product. Affiliates always like to keep things private. So even, uh, you know, the, the traffic numbers that you mentioned, those are just traffic numbers for MaxWeb, right? But imagine for specific products, sometimes you get, you know, 2000 customers in a day for just one campaign. Right. So I'm sure there are ways and, you know, people that audit all that. But overall, we do make a good job uh, with keeping things private. Now, year over year sales on Rakuten, on Rakuten's advertiser network were the largest this year for the following categories. They just put out their email and they said, now this is year over year growth. This isn't total volume, but they said the, the largest growing categories were toys, 69 percent growth year over year footwear 29%, sporting goods 22%, housewares and small appliances 21%, jewelry 19%, pets 16%, high-end luxury products 14% year-over-year growth, and then for apparel, year-over-year growth was 11%. Now, um, you know, every time I go to a conference and I hear people getting year-over-year -year growth these days, they're usually comparing to 2019, which was the first year before the pandemic. So they kind of want to gauge it against that. Year-over-year -year is, a, a you know, could be uh, not necessarily accurate in, in what categories are growing. The other thing is, you know, these are also categories that Rakuten is, is big in. So I, I wonder, just hearing these categories, Anything, what, how about for you guys? I mean, what were the biggest categories, year-over-year -year growth? What, what, what do you think is going to grow this year? Walk us through sort of your, your, where you are for verticals and, and where you see it going. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful question. So for us, we like to specialize in uh, health supplements. So under that category, we usually have... Um, beauty, right? So think about just regular skincare for women, uh, skincare uh, products and campaigns were probably- That's a huge category, isn't it? Skincare alone is like enormous, right? Enormous. And then uh, weight loss and health supplements. Oh, I'm not a fan of weight loss and we, we rarely accept that on the network. Um, I'm okay with them if they have a different angle, like if they're proven supplements that help with your gut health 
right? Because then we know for gut health, it really are many supplements that can help with gut health. And then in return, it might help with you having a optimal, you know, weight, right? So we accept stuff like that. So weight loss in that aspect, making sure you're healthier overall, like gut health, um, beauty, and then a lot of supplements. I don't know, think about stuff uh, baby boomers would buy in the US, uh, back pain, nerve, joint, supplements like that have been huge for us uh, in the last few years, and they're just growing more and more. Um, vision, brain, stuff that can help with your focus. A lot of us, even the millennials and Gen Z, we're always on our computers and we need stuff that's healthy that could help with our energy levels, with our, uh, you know, cognitive function. So supplements that really focus on your health and your ability to focus, those have been really skyrocketing for us this year. Um, also stuff like uh, turmeric, ginger uh, supplements just help with mood stabilizers and stuff like that. So supplements in all those categories have been wonderful, uh, beauty and skin. And uh, we've been trying uh, a bit of Legion with Legion is usually financial offers. Think about um I don't know, Medicare, home improvement, loans, stuff like that. But th that has been a way smaller percentage by comparison to health supplements, which have been the biggest for affiliate marketers on so native. Do you have affiliate marketers in your network that focus on just skincare? I'm just a skincare person or I'm just a supplement person. Or do you find that they do skincare supplement, whatever the hot offer is? That's a wonderful question. So most of the really good affiliates that make easily $50,000 a day in uh, not just revenue, sometimes profits. They usually focus on a specific niche. So usually if they're very good with skin offers, that's what they're going to focus on. Um, but more than just the niche, they focus on VSLs, the video sales letters. Those are offers that are, uh, they're like 30, 40 minute long videos that really sell the product, right? So, Affiliates that usually work with Microsoft focus on those type of offers, and that's what we like to create for them. And it's its own niche in the affiliate marketing industry, VSL offers. And uh, I know more and more product owners are trying to replicate that because we've been trying. I mean, we've been very successful the last few years. Uh, you know, we've went just this year from seven to eight figures just by creating VSL offers. So most of our affiliates focused on VSLs. They don't care as much if they're beauty, health, or, you know, as long as it, it, we have a VSL for them, they'll be happy to run because well, what, what I've noticed, if they know how to create a campaign on YouTube, they can easily change the angle from a health offer to a beauty offer. And is there somewhere like if, if a listener wanted to see a, an example of a good VSL, where would, how would they do that? Well, I mean, there are so many out there. Uh, we keep our market place uh, private, but there are networks like ClickBank or BuyGoods. They do also do payment processing. They have their campaign page public. So you can just go to their marketplace and check uh, the VSLs because they have numerous VSLs. And those are usually very good. We are talking to Ana Guta. She is the CEO of MaxWeb. And when we come back, we're going to talk about which countries have the most affiliate marketers? Stay with us. Our guest today is Anna Guta. She is the CEO of MaxWeb. Anna, which countries have the most affiliate marketers? 
Wonderful question. I can speak from our experience and U.S. has been uh, the best. Uh, U.S. marketers are phenomenal, um, closely followed by uh, tier one countries, uh, Canada, U.K., New Zealand, usually English speaking tier one countries. Um, but we have had a lot of affiliates this past year come from uh, Brazil, South America, uh, India. And there's been wonderful tech and affiliate marketing conferences in India the last uh, couple of years. So um, all those geos, but also Europe. So uh, my vision, I think in the next five years now, obviously, when we speak about affiliate marketers, most of them are in the U.S., but I have noticed this huge trend of more and more countries getting on board with affiliate marketing. So I think those numbers are going to change drastically the next five years. And there's going to be a bigger piece of the pie for affiliates from not just India and South America, but also Europe or Asia. Is there a king of affiliate marketing? And if so, who is the king of affiliate marketing? Oh, well, there are many kings because they usually uh, focus on specific channels on specific offers and they're very private so they'll never put their names out there if you use spy tools i guess if you are really curious about who makes a lot of money in our industry there are many spy tools out there i don't know top of my mind atplexity that's a spy tool that basically if you sign up they show you where the campaigns and the traffic goes most of the traffic in our industry. So if you want to see the best campaigns, that's what I would do. And that's what I started doing when I was and trying to build. What is it build. called? Explicity? How, how do you spell it? Adplexity. A-D-P-L-E-X. Adplexity. Cool. And you can go, what is it? It's a, 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 a Chrome extension or something? It's a spy tool. It's basically a spy tool used by affiliate marketers that tell you what are the offers that are getting most of the traffic. And you're going to see a lot of them are via sales. And wow, also, if you that's a hot tip, you guys. Absolutely. You heard it here from Anna. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's, that's the big secret, right? We use a lot of spy tools. And if you go to maxweb.com in the blog section, and if you just type spy tools, you're going to get a bunch of other examples that you can use. Awesome. Now I know in the in the um, in the U.S. when it comes to um, uh, supplements, you know they're unregulated, and it's sort of like a gray area from a marketing standpoint. I and mean, you can't say the wrong thing, or you could get in trouble. Um, can affiliate marketers are are if if I hire an affiliate marketer and they get out of line, they they make a, a claim that's uh, you know not compliant. Am I legally liable? Such a good question. And that has been uh, a huge, huge pain point for a lot of people creating offers in our space. I want to say the last few years, it's gotten more and more regulated, so it's much easier. Um, yes, affiliates can write stuff that's not compliant, and many times it's not going to be the affiliate's uh, liability. It's going to be yours as the product owner, so you need to be very, very careful who you work with. And that's why, uh, you know, when we are asked why, uh, you know, why the product owner, we have many product owners just, they create offers for us, right? And they could work with affiliates directly, but most of them are terrified because affiliates could easily write the wrong claims just to make money and then the liabilities on the product owner. So our job is to make sure that every single affiliate, it's someone we can trust, someone that shows us the creatives before 
promoting them. It's obviously a, a lot of work to make sure they, they write things compliantly, but in the end, it's not the affiliate's fault. Is you as the product owner and whoever does your payment processing. So if you don't have your own payment processing from, you know, you can use Shopify or any other platform out there. You can use a payment processing platform like Bygoods, ClickBank, Digistore. There are many in the U.S. Um, they are the ones that are usually liable because, you know, what, what do you see on your credit card charge as a customer? You don't see the affiliates information. You see the payment processors information or the product owners. So those are the ones that are usually liable. So you have to be very careful when working with affiliate marketers or go to an affiliate network that, uh, you know, already knows how to vet affiliates. And so that's, I guess, is the value prop. One of the value props for you guys is, you know, you'll deal with making sure that there's no affiliates in the network who are going to get out of line and then you'll make sure they get paid quick. How does the brand pay you? Like, how does the money get from the brand to the affiliate through MaxWeb? How does that work? So it depends. It depends. Product owners, they always have their own payment terms. Um, we are flexible in the sense that some product owners pay us uh, once a month, others pay us twice a month, once a week. We always pay our affiliates weekly, uh, which is another, you know, value add for affiliates. They get paid quicker, quicker when working with us. And, you know, over time, because our financial stability, it's easy for us to do that. And now, you know, after years and years of relationships, we, we make sure to work with product owners that will pay us uh, in time. But usually product owners pay pay weekly and then we pay weekly. Um, some of them prefer to just do it monthly. But um, I know some big brands, if you, if you, you know, we're, we spoke about Rakuten and uh, there are many networks out there that wait 60 to 90 days to pay affiliates. Um, but that's a different game, right? In our performance marketing world, affiliates expect to get paid weekly. Our big affiliates get paid three times a week. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they get payments to make sure they have money for their ads. We're talking to Anna Gutta. She is the CEO of MaxWeb. And when we come back, she's going to tell us the hardest part of affiliate marketing. Stay with us. My guest today is Anna Gutta. She is the CEO of MaxWeb. And Anna, you've been doing this a while, but you know, someone who's listening to this may be their first exposure to affiliate marketing. And, you know, one thing I'd like to know, and I think they probably would too, what is the hardest part of affiliate marketing? The first sale, that's the hardest part because we have this, everyone online, um, and we had this fantasy around affiliate marketing where you can make money overnight uh, by just staying at home and doing nothing. So it's not that easy. It is, it can be easy and it is a very, very profitable market. And I can vouch for that because we have over 20,000 affiliates that have quit their jobs and just do this full time. So I know it's possible, but the hardest thing is getting to that first sale because you need to do your research, try to figure out, okay, am I going to do blogs? Am I going to try to buy, buy ads on Facebook, on native? So the hardest part is doing your homework, putting in the work to get to that first sale. Because after that, it's easy. And there are many courses out there, but it's very hard to know which course is going to be one that's actually good. And I'm going to spend thousands of dollars on a course that might not help me, you know, with affiliate marketing. So I think the first... But uh, you, guys, sale, you guys have a free academy for, for approved affiliate marketers, right? 
We do. We have a free academy for approved affiliates. However, we don't work with brand new affiliates. I mean, we welcome them. We just usually affiliates that get to MaxWeb have that medium level where they've been through a course or they've run something in the past. So with our academy, they can get case studies on how to promote different traffic sources, blogs, uh, academy studies that really help you to the next level. Um, so, yeah. Well, let's talk about traffic sources because I know you're a big traffic geek. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about um, which traffic sources tend to convert best for affiliate offers. There are many traffic sources out there um, and I can break them down for you. Um, email marketing is a big one. And so think about it. If you have products, you sold those products to customers. So now you have thousands of uh, emails that were never used. You can use other affiliate products and retarget those customers via email marketing. So email marketing is a big traffic source. Then you have your social sources, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, where you can buy ads and promote a product. You have organic uh, traffic sources like Google, where you can write a blog and make sure you get traffic through that blog organically, which takes longer, but it's a very valid option. And then my favorite, just because of consistency, are native ads. So when I talk about native, I refer to it as its own traffic source. And the best way for you to understand native ads, let's pretend you are reading a news piece article on CNN on or on Forbes, wherever you like to get your news from, or Huffington Post. And at the end of a, an article, you're going to see a bunch of other small articles um, and some of those are actually paid ads, right? So native means they resemble the, the advertorial uh, image and dynamics of what is surrounding them. So when you are reading something online, you're gonna see many native ads. It's basically uh, something that resembles other ads that you see on that page. And those are very expensive. So uh, it's my favorite, native ads are my favorite and they make the most money for affiliate marketers because you get the best reach. Uh, if you're again, if you're on Huffington Post, Forbes, CNN, if you're a sports geek and you know you're you're listening to a podcast about sports, at the end of the podcast, many times you're going to get a bunch of articles, and many articles are going to be uh, really just ads, and uh, those are expensive. And to get your ads on there, usually you need to work with a traffic uh, platform like Outbrain, Ref Content, MGAD, um, Taboola. Those are the four that I usually recommend, just because everyone knows them, and you can reach I don't know ninety seven percent of the households in the U.S through native advertising, um, that's a lot, but it's expensive. I mean, to, to try native advertising, you should have at least $5,000 set aside for testing, uh, which I know if you're just getting started, that's obviously a lot of money, but that's my favorite. And I think the affiliates that make a lot of money constantly in our industry use native advertising, but also YouTube and Facebook. I think those are evergreen and they're always gonna be relevant. So basically all they're doing is they're 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 members of your network. They're they're looking at offers that they think will convert. They're uh I guess creating some sort of a pre-lander that's going to refer over to the offer page. Maybe that's where that video sales letter is, yeah. Yep. And then and then they're just basically fronting the uh the spend on native advertising and 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 you know getting their commission on the sale. 
Exactly, exactly. And, you know, they do the same on YouTube or Facebook or Insta. Um, our job, and that's why we are relevant, it's very hard to create offers that convert. And many times I've seen beautiful offers, great products in the space. If they don't have a good page, which many times it needs a video, it needs to be a video sales letter, they're just not going to convert. So affiliates, if they don't make money when they promote an offer, they're not going to come back, right? So that's a, that's the hardest thing to do, to create an offer. It can be a great offer, but if it doesn't have a good landing page, it's not going to convert for affiliate marketing. So there's this new book out, which everyone's talking about. And I know he's spoken at a conference you spoke at. I think it was Traffic and Conversion or something. Uh, but it's uh, the $100,000 offer. Mm -hmm. And I think the author is, I just have it here on my Kindle. Uh, I've been reading it. It's pretty good. $100 million offer by Alex Hormozai. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, Alex. Alex Hormozzi, H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, $100 million offers. And it's a bestseller and it's all about creating the offer. Um, have you read the book? What do you think of it? I haven't read the book, uh, but I've read many books like that in the space. We could we could probably write our own book at this point. <laughs> it's very hard. I've seen so many affiliates or people try to create their own offers. And if you don't have the specific key points, I don't know, it can, we'll do another podcast just on how to create an offer. <laughs> but the, the key important things are um, having the video sales letter, having your CTAs, call to actions, added correctly um you have to test right what you think it looks pretty many times just throw that out the door because customers you'd be surprised what they click on right <laughs> now in time you also need an authority figure like we've noticed with good offers you have it can be a doctor or it can be someone that tried the product you need that authority figure in in a good product besides your CTAs and you know having a good LP um yeah it's it's hard but it's doable and just that's just one of the examples of a good book in our space but there are many other great people out there that can teach you how to create an offer um Cody Bramlett is another great example I know Cody um has created many many offers that have sold millions uh, of uh products in the U.S. Cody Bramlett has a has a course. I, it's not a course. I think it's kind of like a community. It's called Supplements Millionaire. So it's kind of the same concept of if, if you're if you're a person trying to create a, an offer, you would go to someone like him. And honestly, many times it's just that knowing the right person that can help you. Right. Because if you're new to this, you're going to have no idea if Cody is someone that or Alex, if they're just someone that wrote a book because it, you know, it felt good or they actually have the expertise behind uh, right. a best seller, right? In this case, Alex obviously does, Cody and many other guys do. And um, what are good conversion rates for these different traffic sources? Like um, in, the, in, in, the, in native, what's a good conversion rate? In social media, what's a good conversion rate? If you're doing it right and you've done your testing, I mean, what, what's good, what's average, what's poor? 
I'm so glad you asked because it really is important and it's different for traffic source. Uh, with native, we should have at least 1% conversion rate. So if you have 100 customers uh, coming to the page, one of them should be buying, right? So 1% is the minimum for us to not lose money when we're running. If we are close to 2%, we're so happy we can scale the offer. We can make you a lot of money as a product owner. Uh, with uh, Facebook and YouTube, usually conversion rates should be higher, probably closer to 3% just because you have more people on social media that are always on their Facebook and YouTube channels. So 3%. And on email, especially if you have a warm list of customers you know, conversion rates can go up to 4% or 5%. If someone tells you conversion rates that are higher than that, don't believe them because it's fraud or something, or they use bots or <laughs> God knows what other tricks we heard about in our industry. Now, if I if a brand goes to MaxWeb, does MaxWeb create the offer for them? No, we don't. We don't. So we, we have to create the offer, put it on the network, and then you guys will shop it for us. Well, uh, yeah, our job is to get customers, right? Our job is to get uh, to get customers. So our network of twenty thousand affiliates will make sure that the offer gets customers. Um, but we say no. The truth is, we say no to so many product owners because um, it's agencies are probably better for product owners that are just starting in our space because agencies can uh, get traffic directly. Affiliate marketers expect a certain type of product and chances are if you didn't do your research right, you're not going to know the type of offers to write or to create that's going to do well for affiliate marketers. And I want to be honest with that because when I started in this industry, affiliate networks would always promise the star and the moons and, you know, get a lot of money from product owners and say, sure, we'll, we'll get your offer. We'll make you lots of money. Just, you know, pay us. Uh, but it doesn't work like that. So I think that's why people like us. We're honest about what we can do. And we can scale offers, but usually offers that have been written in that specific affiliate marketing way. Got it. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking us through this affiliate marketing roadmap for brands discussion. And if a brand or an affiliate wants to get a hold of you, how, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, go to maxweb.com. Uh, we have a contact page, about us page. And if you want to reach out to me directly, Instagram is probably the easiest is A-N-C-A uh, dash A-N-C-A. And we will have a link to that in the show notes. Anna, Anna Guta, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. The honor was all mine. Thank you. Influence through Earn Media, get the Digital Pivot audiobook at digitalpivotbook.com.